0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show.
1: High fly to right and deep, back to the wall. Kepler has gone a home run. Two more for the Rays. That highlight, courtesy of Fox Sports North, is the Score North first-place twins show. It's still the first-place twins, despite what happened last night in Tampa Bay, on Score North on 1500, the Score North mobile app. I'm Rami Makhlouf, along with Derek Wetmore, our twins reporter. Find his thoughts and musings on those Minnesota twins at scorenorth.com. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. If you want to get in on the show, 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKORNORTH. That was ugly last night, Derek. There's no sugarcoating that. That was an ugly, ugly loss for the Minnesota Twins last night.
0: Every half inning, I kept asking myself why I was still watching the game.
1: Oh, you didn't turn on the NBA Finals like I did? Uh, no,
0: no, did not. <laughs> we, uh, we watched every pitch of the uh, first place Twins really get it handed to them by the Rays. It, Manny, it, you be can't.
1: honest, did you watch the whole game or did you switch over to the NBA Finals? Oh, you know I switched yeah, over come to on. the <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: You're yeah. setting him up. It's like, for, for me though, I'm like, uh, there's nothing out, no matter there's what. nothing to learn here. Look, we're watching the replay right now. Zach Lattell's in the bottom of the fourth inning with two outs, runner on second. The rays are up ten nothing. I can tell you why this are, doesn't end well. Why are we
1: doing this to ourselves? I'm not sure. Actually, it's on they both were just TVs. they were on it's the TCL TVs. TCL TVs, both TCL TVs <laughs> here in the TCL broadcast. You, you guys got to
2: switch over to like NBA TV or something. They're probably showing a replay are, of game one of the finals last night. Or there
1: something. are so many better <laughs> things we could be doing with these TCL Roku televisions. So I kept asking
0: myself, like, ah, do I need to watch this next half inning? It's a beautiful day. Like I should go. We were clearing some uh brush yesterday and I, before the game started and i was thinking like i should just go like back and keep working on that i should i should I mean, do gloves something back on
1: but like because there was nothing to learn from this game after a certain point point.
0: and here's the thing i'm not look we spent a lot of time talking about how great the first place twins are right. so like i'll i'll get back to that in a second but Wes johnson's making a pitching visit as we speak to talk to mr littell on the mound there when the the Rays are up 11 nothing now. You know what he's saying. A minute ago, I was saying they're up 10 nothing. Yeah, no, they hit a double, and it scored
1: a run. He's saying, dude, you're it for a while. I like, know- I don't care it- what you do out here. I'm not bringing in another pitcher for a few innings, at <laughs> so, least. I'm so, I'm thinking it to myself,
0: like, we need you to chew. We need you to <laughs> fall on this sword. <laughs> And so I'm thinking to myself, like, what is left to be learned here? But at the same time, they're in first place or whatever, 20 games over 500. And I just couldn't turn it off. I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to keep watching this game. So I subjected myself to that,
1: Rami. See, I didn't. <laughs> and I didn't not not because I I, I don't take my job seriously. I, I take my job very seriously. No, and we I, know that I watched just about every pitch of Twins baseball. But I really came to a point in that game where I was like, there's nothing to learn from this team or this season from this game. There isn't. This doesn't inform my opinion at all as far as cutting the brakes. I had people tweeting me last night, at Rami is tweeting, if you'd like to do so. Are you fixing the brakes now? Pull the emergency brake. <laughs> emergency <laughs> brakes been cut, too, for your information, all right? There's <laughs> yeah. no brakes on this thing.
0: It's been uninstalled.
1: This bus is flying down the road, and I don't care what happens. There's no fixing the brakes. There's no emergency brake, and I, d- I don't feel any different... Or any more, or any at all, discouraged about this Minnesota Twins team because of what happened yesterday?
0: Let me ask you this: we're gonna we're gonna talk Martín Perez because that was eh, his worst start of the season. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about what it means going forward and all that stuff. But I I want your perspective, Rami, because Manny and I have been following as far as baseball following goes the Twins our whole lives. It's just mm-hmm. what we've known. Uh, the Saints got a beautiful new stadium, Moved it out of the midway, whatever. It's like, okay, that's, that's baseball too. But I'm talking professional MLB baseball. We only know the twins and really we only know a certain stretch of twins history. Some of that's been kind of bad. Some of it's been pretty good, but you, sir, mm-hmm. have followed two teams with recent success, the Chicago Cubs and the Milwaukee Brewers, <sighs> So I want your perspective as somebody who's like followed a first place club, followed a club who's gotten it done at the end of the year. We all know there are peaks and valleys. We all know that the twins are going to have clunkers Mm -hmm. and we all know they're going to have bad series. Right. And maybe even week to 10 day stretches where they don't look like the first place twins anymore. How do you handle this? What's your perspective when you know a good baseball team is playing and they're just getting the feathers beaten out of them? Unless something
1: gravely concerning happens a serious injury, or I don't even know what else it it might be, but unless something really unexpected and out of the ordinary happens that completely changes the complexion of a team or a season, you just flush it. You just flush it like you would anything else. You would flush down a toilet. You just flush it, and you don't think about it unless it's extremely horrific, but you just flush it. You know, this isn't something, and that's what—that's really essentially what I meant when I started saying, "Cut the brakes, Derek. Cut out any apprehension or any hesitation you have to buy in on this Twins team and to get excited about this season, even when losses like last night happen." That's exactly what I meant. It's going to happen. You're going to get your—you're going to get your faces kicked in in a game here and two. You're—you're going to lose. You, 7 out of 10. You're going to have stretches where you might have some trouble scoring runs, although I think some trouble scoring runs for the Twins might be better than most teams in Major League <laughs> yeah. Baseball this season. I really believe that, but there will be stretches where they don't necessarily look like themselves. Don't, don't let that affect how you look at the season. This thing is is solid this thing is real and losses like like last night are blips on the radar they mean nothing you flush it and you don't think about it because that's what they do that's that's what Rocco Baldelli has been preaching since today he he got in the manager's office yeah that's don't get true. too high with the high don't get too low with the lows and if you're a fan it doesn't matter if you do or not it's not going to affect what the twins go out and do but I'm just telling you for your own mental health and stability it's not good for you no. when you're so up and down with every win and every loss, or and it's especially bad for you. Which this seems like where Twins fans are at, Derek. You can tell me better than than I would probably know where they don't. There's they're so um, hesitant to buy in that they don't even enjoy the wins and the good stretches as much as they probably should be they are waiting for last night to happen and then when it does they go see very, well very cynical. let me tweet Robbie and tell him to fix for the sure. brakes it's for a very sure. very
2: cynical fan base
0: i would say that there's a portion that's cynical but guys i don't think that represents the majority of twins fans i think that i think that there's the group that's going to be to the point that you're making right now if the twins lose game 4 of the ALDS so they don't complete the sweep they have to win it in 5 games or you know whatever like right. they they need to go an extra game there's going to be the person that tweets you that your breaks would come in handy at this point. <laughs> but I don't think that that's the majority of the twins fans who've been following this team, even for the past 10 years, which have been mostly bad, but especially it's not the mentality of the people who are kind of just getting on board this year. And I think that's a big group of people. I I think that's our state to an extent. Um, I see it in my friend groups. They're the people that I've been
1: talking twins with Every year. did you tweet me last night that your brother asked you to ask me to fix the brakes? Yeah, that's beside the point, though. <laughs> <laughs> so th- hey, man, <laughs> you put it out there. Twitter is a public forum, Derek Wetmore. You called him out. But So, anyway, there are these people... I'm just brushing right past that. There are
0: people in my friend group who talk twins with me when they're 2016, and they're just terrible. And then there are people who are now... Hey man, is this is this thing for real? And it's awesome. It's great. It's so cool to hear from people maybe I hadn't heard from them in a while or maybe we talk all the time, but don't talk baseball because like that's just work and they don't want to talk shop and but now they're like, hey, this twins thing uh, what are you doing this October? like that that's the vibe that this has taken on a little bit. I think the cynics will still persist. but I think that largely, especially the people who've come on maybe more recently, are so
1: optimistic about where this is going right now. I do have to remind myself that usually cynics and negative people they're and louder. trolls they're I was the more, just gonna they're say they're the more vocal. They
2: they, they 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 scream and
0: yell the loudest. Yeah, this, they're louder. The you do. can't yes. it's it's hard to ignore them. And but let's let's say all that to say this. There's some optimism reigns going on in Bomba Soda here where we live and watch baseball games. But even within the the backdrop of that sort of optimism reigning, it's challenging to stomach a game like last night when Which not only did the you NBA get a finals exist. Sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. But like you get your teeth kicked in, but maybe more concerning is that this guy that you've been leaning on and looked like he was headed to Cleveland for the midsummer classic has a, his terrible outing. And you start to wonder like, Oh, was this a mirage? Is he going to go back to being six ERA Martin Perez that he was with the Texas Rangers? I think even within that optimism, it's really it's hard to, as you say, flush it, Rami. I I don't know. Maybe we just need some more counseling. Maybe we need some more Rami Makloff therapy sessions because, yeah, that one uh, that one got people
1: upset last night. And I, I, again, the the cynics, the negative more negative people are usually the more vocal people. And I think there are some of those out there who point to a Martin Perez and other guys who are performing above their level early sets of perception that they're performing above their level and waiting for them to regress to the mean is that something that you worry about with Martin Perez specifically
0: I personally don't I mean the the game itself does concern me a little bit I know it's a 1-162 but it's a bad one um the the pitching performance from Perez I didn't I didn't watch it and think this guy's terrible this is brutal he can't get anybody out if his life depended on it they Squared up some balls. They hit him hard. He got some well, he got one fortunate call, but for the most part I would say he's like on the edges of the strike zone and just a little too far outside <laughs> with a with a secondary pitch or his his fastball missed just off the plate and he's still throwing ninety five. He's yeah. still got life on the cutter. He's it's- still got that depth to his pitches that makes him tough to hit. So I I don't know. You don't like to see
1: bad starts, but I didn't look at this and think his stuff is gone. It's, I don't want to say funny, but uh, somewhat coincidental that he had that start last night because I'm pretty sure this, this had to be written before that start. You know, Saris, am I saying that right? Yeah. From The Athletic? Yep. Mm-hmm. He had a uh, an article all about the, the pitchers who have made a leap this year, and obviously Martin Perez was one of them. And uh, he does think that there is some regression to the mean coming for Martin Perez, but probably not as drastic as, as you might have thought when he first started doing what he's doing. This is... What he's observed when it comes to Martin Perez So it's worth pointing out on a micro level Perez has started to lose some gas. He's been at just over 94 the past three starts and he was pushing 96 early in the season since his strikeout to walk ratio has dropped. To 17 to 10 over his past 16.2 innings, there is some worry about regression coming, and I'd call him a mild sell high that should pitch to just below a four ERA going forward. Sure, if you got him in fantasy, I
0: mean, I'm not saying yeah. That's that's a fantasy analysis. I should have him. included that. And that, no, that's it. fine. That's fine. I, like it's it's still instructive. I think thinking about fantasy baseball, but. I mean, the Twins The twins wouldn't sell high right
1: now. Here's my I'll thing. I'll take below a 4 ERA the remainder of the season, if that's what you get from Martin Perez. And, exactly right. And I stand by what I've been saying, which is that if they go into the playoffs with a four-man rotation of of their front four guys right now, I'm okay with that. Yep. E- even if it's a guy who has a, a just below 4 ERA from, from June on, I will take that. Yep, he's in
0: for me. And actually, let's spin forward there because... I think it's less concerning of, will Perez pitch well enough that the Twins can keep their lead in the Central?
1: Yes. Yes, he will. That's not a oh, concern. The lead in the Central is not... It's not even a talker. Yes, right, exactly. And so if if I'm he thinking, doesn't... I'm literally... I know this sounds like I'm being... Um, I'm having a hard time finding words today. What's the word? Hyperbolic with this. But I'm thinking about playoff roster construction. Yes, exactly right. I'm not thinking about the regular season. When we talk about any moves, and we're going to talk about a potential move, in the next segment, after we play America's favorite new game show. Does it rhyme with Brag Brimbril? Possibly. Okay. Just but checking. I really, when I think about the Twins and, and what moves they should be making, sometimes a team is thinking about what moves do we need to push us into the postseason? We're sitting here before June and I've, and I'm thinking about playoff roster construction. The regular season is a foregone conclusion in my eyes. Call me crazy. Well, you are crazy, but
0: I agree with what you're saying in this case, okay. and that's that. Fair. That's a totally <laughs> fair statement. Perez, Perez like, I, I I wouldn't worry that he'd pitch so poorly that he's like a five and a half ERA guy and his 20 starts shipwreck your chances of going to October. Zero percent chance that happens. Because if he does somehow, a either get hurt or b pitch so poorly that he's a five and a half ERA guy the rest of the way you will not be allowed to shipwreck the Twins' chances because somebody's coming in to replace you. So that's out for me. Right. That's out the window. It's not even a consideration on my mind. Didn't think about it till you had just said it there. But that also could set off some alarm bells for even the optimists who say, like, yep, postseason's happening. ALDS, line up your rotation. Barrios, Perez, Odorizzi, figure it out. Probably Gibson at this point, unless you make a move. I... Does that not concern you, Rami, that this rotten outing against a good team that might well be there in October, probably going to be in consideration all year long for the postseason, the Tampa Bay Rays, kind of kicked his teeth in a little bit and uh, made him look very ordinary after what's been a sensational start to the season.
1: Yeah, and I think that they they probably, that's a very that's a very smart baseball organization there, and I'm sure they picked up on some tendencies that Martin Perez was, very successful with up until this point, And they probably exploited those. And you see that in baseball. And the question is, and I'm confident that Martin Perez with the help of the twins, coaching staff, West Johnson and, and the twins coaching staff can make the adjustments to get him back on track. So the next time he sees the raise, they won't know what to sit on. They won't necessarily have a handle on his tendencies the way that they did last night. I And, and that's, That's what makes a very good pitcher a very good pitcher. Can you adjust once teams start to figure you out? And it it appears that teams have started to figure him out, and he's lost a mile or two on his fastball since when the season started. But I'm not not hitting the panic button on Martin Perez or anything else concerning the Minnesota Twins at this point. I don't don't care about a—I don't even—honestly— I have to go and pull up the final score. I don't care about a 14-3 to 3 loss. <laughs> yep, that's, that's how much I they're don't care they're all about the same. it. That's how much I don't care My about My girlfriend it.
0: asked me last night. She she was watching the first half of the game, and then she left, and then gets she done. She found better things to do. That's exactly she right. She to. was
1: the smart one, and I continued
0: to watch the middle innings of the uh, Twins just <laughs> marching to right. the finish line. Yes. And, and continuing, by the way, to do the math on like, oh, well, they'd need X runs with X number of outs. Like, Stop. Why are you, just, dude? Turn your brain up. It's okay. <laughs> Here, here's it's my fine. question though: how
2: much how much stock do you guys put in Martín Pérez's next start and how he performs in terms of just how you feel about how you know, rather or not, to push the panic button on him or not? Like if he has another outing like this in his next start, does that start to concern you a little bit more? It's
1: a great question. It not, not it doesn't too, to me, but no, three not in true. a row. Scares three, me. three in a three row. maybe, but I've seen good pitchers have three bad starts in a row. DeGrom has had three bad starts in a row. Not since he was in high school, but it happens. okay, point taken. I mean, it happens to the best of them. <laughs> so That's he's also Jacob
2: get... DeGrom, though. Right. And Martin Perez, in fairness, Martin Perez doesn't have the same sort of track, track record. record. Yeah, yep. but, I, so, no,
1: but I would look at it the other way. If it's going to happen to Jacob DeGrom, it damn sure is going to happen to Martin Perez at some point. Sure. That doesn't mean that he'll never be the guy who he was to start this season again.
0: Here's the thing is he gets the Indians in his next start, so it'll be important how he does. Mm -hmm. If it's another clunker and what we consider a mediocre to bad offense in Cleveland actually takes it to him a little bit, I'd have to see how it goes. If it's the same, he's got big velo, he's still getting some swing and miss, but maybe getting squeezed on the strike zone or for whatever reason, he struggles. That's different to me than... Everything is a middle-middle fastball at 91, and he's just getting lit up. Like that, I would start ringing some alarm bells, and I would be very, very nervous. That's not what we saw last night, which is a big reason why I'm not super concerned over one start. One start out of 162. In his case, one start out of, what's he going to end up with, like 28 starts or something? Because he was in the bullpen to start the year. One out of 25, whatever it's going to be. I think I'm with Rami on this one. I think you've talked me off the ledge. It's okay to just flush it. If you're Martin Perez, it's okay to flush it. Learn mm-hmm. from it. Right? Don't 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 just like ignore that it happened. I mean, and try
1: doctors to- say you should take a look before you flush, just to make sure everything is normal, and then you flush it and you forget about it. <laughs> just make sure it's a normal loss, then forget about it. Is that what you call them?
0: Yes. <laughs> I don't know where to go from that. <laughs> true. Unrelated. I can tell
1: you a lot about your health. Unrelated to Rami's bowel
0: movements. uh, Jake Odorizzi said last year in spring training, and I thought it was great. He said, because he was with the Rays, and they talk about cataloging starts. So like, hey, do your your research. Figure out what went well, what didn't go well. Did Did they miss some calls? Did you miss some spots? Were you tipping pitch? Whatever. You do all that research on yourself, and then go home. Just just go home. Like, your work day is done. You finished. Good job or bad job, whatever. Tomorrow, your job is to get ready for your next start. It's not to dwell on, oh, the Rays lit me up. I gave him some walks, some hard-hit contact. We played poorly behind me in the field. Whatever the case is, just forget about it. it you, you have to learn from it, and then you don't want him thinking about it for one second when he starts in the middle of next week against the Indians.
1: Right. So flush it. It's I'm so flustered by that. It's gone. I'm it's so over. So flustered by what? My analogy? Yeah. <laughs> How detailed I got with it? Yeah. Like i was just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
0: sit this next segment out? Are you guys got it? Rock no, you can you okay? You're the host no, of America's favorite new game show. Oh, did the right. Twins' bullpen do its job? God, we're playing that today. So you better recover. Yeah, Oh, this is an important one it if, is. to know if the Twins' bullpen did its job. It really is. And I can tell you because
1: I sat through and watched every pitch of it. And I'll then, let you know. And then we'll talk about uh, whether or not that Twins' bullpen could do its job better with some, some additions as we uh, get closer to that possibility. And Jason Stark... Of the athletic and a normal regular guest, weekly guest on Mackie and Judd with Rami, he has some thoughts on how active the Minnesota Twins might be, in addition to Judd Zalgad. I'm sure Derek Wedmore has thoughts on that. I know uh Glenn Perkins had thoughts on that. We have a lot to cover when it comes to thoughts on whether or not the twins could, should, will add to this roster that's coming up. When the Score North First Place Twins Show returns, right after this on Score North on 1500 in the Score North mobile app. You can make a big difference in the life of a child. For just a few hours a month, you can volunteer as a big brother or big sister, doing the types of things you already love, like watching a movie, playing basketball, taking a hike, or even trying a science experiment. Big Brothers Big Sisters will provide ideas, activities, and guidance along the way. Visit bbbs.org to learn more about becoming a mentor. Right now, hundreds of kids are waiting for someone just like you. Make a big difference in their life. And yours. Visit bbbs.org today. Go big. Brought to you by Federated Insurance. It's their business to protect yours.
0: Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin?
1: On Score North and ScoreNorth.com. That's right, everybody. It's time for America's favorite new game show Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job? Where we find out if the Twins Bullpen. Did its job, and now your host Derek Wetmore. Derek,
0: thank you, Rami. Thank you, thank you for the kind and warm introduction, and for not referencing uh, bodily functions. <laughs> so, so we appreciate that. Yesterday was a bit of a laugher, obviously. <laughs> Early on, uh, Martin Perez and the Twins gave up a six spot in the third inning, a five spot in the fourth, and it was eleven nothing before you knew it. Yeah, ugly. I'll set this up by saying it doesn't matter a whole heck of a lot what the bullpen does in a game like that, but it doesn't matter for nothing. It does matter a little bit, in my opinion, and we only have two relievers that we have to get through today. Uh, This is going to be, Manny, you're the contestant, I'm the host. This is going to be the weirdest game Let's welcome your
1: contestant, Manny (laughs) Hill. I'm sorry. (laughs) I should have let you get it. Come on down. Glad uh, to be here. Glad to be here, Manny, gentlemen.
0: you got a tough one today. The tough task of trying to decide, did Zach Littell and Mike Morin do their jobs yesterday? Because here's the box score. Martin Perez, who's now 7-2, and two, lasted two and two-thirds innings and gave up six earned runs. Not going to win a lot of games like that. I think he added about a full run to his ERA. I don't know exactly. I'd have to go check the math, but that sounds about right, so I'm going to go with it. He's at a three seven one ERA now, and the Twins are out of the ball game by the time that the bullpen comes in. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I was watching this with four uh, baseball fans who range in how dedicated they are to the game, but I was watching it with. Several people, and there was some thought in the room, anyways, that the Twins 11 runs is not insurmountable with this Twins team. So, your job in that case, hold on, that the thought in the room was your thought. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I know the math. (laughs) Come on, give me a little more credit than that. I mean, I would say non zero, but I would say it with a smirk on my face, right? So, the thought was keep it close, and secondarily. You know, you don't want to let this turn into a laugher and you don't want to have to get Taylor Rogers warming up at any point for any reason. Those are your two jobs. So Zach Lattell comes in and he he does. He pitches four and a third innings. He gets the Twins into the eighth inning anyway. Gets him into the latter stage of the game in what was already a laugher. That sounds good. Here's the rub. He gave up 10 hits, eight earned runs with a walk and three strikeouts. Manny Hill did Zach Lattell do his job. Uh,
2: Well, I'm going to buzz him and say no, that he did not because of just the totality of the runs that he gave up. But I'm a little, I'm actually a little torn on this because I, I think that when you factor in, okay, when Perez comes out of the game, I mean, the game at that point, we've seen teams come back from big run deficits and things like that in the past, but the game at that point was probably over. And I think... More than anything, you wanted Zach Littell to just eat some innings for you, so say, that you. I was just going to say, I don't want to
1: I know I'm just the announcer on this particular <laughs> game show. But yeah. His job there. I'll I mean, allow it. The, that's, the, <laughs> but the, the reason he has a roster spot is right. to do what he did last night, which is eat up innings when you're either up big or down big, and you know that it's duty. basically a foregone conclusion.
0: So I don't like the mop-up guy in baseball, but that's a spot where you need Does it make you feel better guy? if we
1: call him the human white flag? Uh, no, that okay. actually makes me feel worse. <laughs> right. Sort of a sacrificial lamb.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a human being over there. He's a professional <laughs> baseball player, so let's remember that. It's funny, <laughs> and, and I'll get into whether I agree or disagree in a quick second, but I, it, it's funny that even, so Zach Littell is not a household name among Twins fans. Not many people would know he came over in a trade. Not many people would know he won 20 games in the minor leagues. None of that matters to uh Twins fans 2019. It's more or less irrelevant. All they know is, oh, here's a guy that got called up recently and gets asked to come into an 11-0 baseball game. What what are you going to expect out of him, of course? So so the whole two innings things, I get it makes total sense. Um, but what I was going to say is it's funny because even a guy like Zach Littell, who you could be forgiven as a casual Twins fan if you weren't like super familiar with his life story and baseball career, even he has fans in the Twins front office. Like it, it's, it seems to me that any time you see someone like that, and the casual um, observation, even from media and observers and hosts of the First Place Score North Twin Show, from time to time, might be, yeah, okay, well, just another name with a with a right arm or a, a left arm who can throw ninety. Great, but. Any one of those guys has fans in the Twins front office. We're at the point in this Twins regime where everyone who makes a contribution to the big league club is is now someone who they put there for a reason. Is they, they, they've they selected a lot of these guys. They've groomed some of them that they inherited. Zach Littell, uh can do more than what he did last night. So for that reason, I would say, like, I'm with Manny. He didn't do his job. Even if you go in and you say... Hey, bud, your job is to get us to the eighth inning. I don't want to warm up anybody who matters in close, high-leverage innings. That's your job. Take take the bullets. Take them all if you need to. That's what you're here to do today. Even so, I would say giving up eight runs in four and a third's innings, not what you were looking for in that Did not do his job? Yeah, many already buzzed him, and I I, I have to agree. Uh... I wanted to come in and play devil's advocate a little yeah. bit, but I just can't. That's eight, eight runs is a lot. That's what turned it from. Yeah, that's
2: why I was so torn on it.
0: It was it was. I mean, uncomfortable when Perez came out and it turned into a laugher. So you don't.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's not what you want. He wasn't the only contestant. You're, you're right about that. Boy, wasn't he? This, this is, is going to
0: be maybe the. Least interesting version of did the Twins bullpen do its job that will play all season? However, Mike uh, Morin came in for the eighth inning that Tampa Bay didn't need to hit in the ninth inning. They were winning and <laughs> yes, they were the home team. That's how so that works. He pitched the eighth inning, one run, zeros across the board. Mike Morin, I think it's pretty safe to say he did his job. Manny. <laughs>
2: Okay, hundred yeah, percent agree.
0: Manny's like, I don't even need analysis. Here's the bell. Yeah. what what Derek said basically. Yeah. Yes, it requires no more thought. It's zeros. That's what you want. He's been impressive. It's good. He's got a zero point seven ERA. You'll take that. But that was just
1: yeah. That's a tough loss for the Twins. All right, give me that outro music, Manny. Let's close this thing up right. This has been Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job for producer Manny Hill, host Derek Wetmore. I'm your announcer, Rom Rami, saying thanks for listening. Now back to the Score North First Place Twins Show. Thanks, Rom. We'll keep it right here. That was pretty good. Thank you. Pretty good, Rom Thank Rod you Romney. very much. I, I appreciate like it. it. Uh, that's going to have people...
0: Maybe struggling even more, wasn't uh, Royce's thing the first, like, six weeks that you were here in the Twin Cities? He had a different R name for you every time.
1: <laughs> I forgot This will be
0: incredibly confusing for him. And I know he listens to the Scorn <laughs> North First Place Twin Show,
1: so don't want to confuse him too much, Randy. It's still Robbie. It's still just Robbie. That's I'm my, good with that. That's my announcer character. I'm good with that. Based on Rod Roddy, former announcer of The Price is Right. Very nice. He was uh, one of my heroes. So this It leads to the inevitable discussion.
0: And I know there are going to be some people out there that are going to be a little annoyed about this. And I don't care because it's a real talker. It's a real thing. The Twins have a real chance to sign Craig Kimbrell and signing day for whichever team it will be. We were told by Glenn Perkins on Glenn Perkins on Baseball yesterday, right here on Score North, that it will happen Monday. Wherever he signs, it's happening Monday. I don't think it takes necessarily Sherlock Holmes or Glenn Perkins to figure that out, but in right. this case, he's dead on, 100% right. No reason to dilly-dally any longer than that. If you are Kimbrel and his camp, you are signing with someone on Monday. Rami, should it be
1: the Twins? This is going to sound weird before I answer that question, but for, for all the complaining about how quiet baseball's offseason was, I think having these two guys out there is adding an element to major league baseball that we didn't it's have before. Fun. Right. Where there is going I mean I hope it goes away, but it's kind of fun. There's going to be like a little bit of a derby or or a bidding war for two two guys who very well could help a team poised to make a playoff push and we're talking about it on May 31st going in going into the first few days of June. Like that's not something you get in most seasons for yeah. for a few fan bases to to have some hope that there is type, that type of addition coming via free agency at this point in the baseball season, I think is pretty cool.
0: Well, and it gives you just another layer. Right. I mean, at this point in May, you're trying to figure out who you are, what you got, and who you're fighting. And now it's who you are is up in the air. I mean, it's in flux. It, it's always in flux. You, you you Maybe you don't know who you are until July or something like that. But in this case, not only do you maybe not know who you are as a 25-man, 40-man roster, but you could get an addition that would be inserted at the top end of your bullpen in most cases. So you really, really don't know who you are. But all, you're
1: dodging my questions. I'm so. all aboard the Craig Kimbrell train. Okay. All aboard. It makes a lot of sense. And I'm willing to go pretty far to get him because of where the twins are payroll wise and where they are record wise and what it where it looks like they'll be attendance wise for the rest of this season if the weather and the success keeps up. They they have they have a nice little payday coming in, in 2019 that they probably haven't seen in quite some time. And mm-hmm. so for that reason, I would like to see them not hold back in terms of a bidding war that's going to ensue for these guys. That's probably already started and maybe has already been decided. For all we know, Craig Kimberl yeah. and Dallas Keuchel know where they're signing in for how much come Monday.
0: Was short of maybe some team popping up and being like, wait, just kidding. We'll actually go another year on that if you want. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think this is going to be a late 11th hour derby. Right.
1: So I'm all in on Craig Kimbrel, Dallas Keuchel. I don't know how much that helps you. And this is essentially what Glenn Perkins said on Glenn Perkins on baseball every Thursday at one here on score North, which is that it doesn't necessarily raise the bar for your pitching staff. If I'm, if I'm adding a starter and I don't think there's really urgency to add a starter. If I'm the Minnesota twins, it's gotta be somebody who's bumping down guys in my top four. Again, I'm not thinking about the regular season right now. I'm thinking about roster playoff construction at this point when we talk about who or what the Twins should add to this roster. I don't think you really need a starter. If you do, it better bolster your front four. It better be somebody who's going to give you a better chance in a, in a playoff game come October. And yeah. I don't know that Dallas Keuchel necessarily does that. Well, I don't know that at this point, at this age, with a guy who's hasn't pitched Going into June, hasn't pitched a real game. I know he's pitching simulated games, but that's not the same thing. I don't know that I trust that he's necessarily going to be better than the front four starters that you already have on this roster. Yeah, but I mean, he hasn't pitched in a while, and he's getting older, but he's not dead. No,
0: I mean, I'm just a little devil's advocate here, because I agree with you. I don't think the Twins should sign Dallas Keuchel, but I think that opponents would say fairly... You want Kyle Gibson making a start in the division series over Dallas Keuchel, Mm -hmm. and I would say I'd need to do a little more analysis on that. I'd want to figure it out, and then you got to weigh the price.
1: Numbers are the the most unappealing thing about him. Well, sure, small sample size to me. Sure,
0: I look at it and I say, you want a lefty who's been there, but he is a kind of a ground ball guy, and what happens in October. If home runs go away, then okay, then let's talk. And I like the 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 been there, done it factor that Dallas Keuchel has as a former Cy Young winner, which let's not pretend like it was yesterday. It was four or five years ago, but he has been and won the World Series. That counts for something. Right. Here's the thing I can't get around with either of those two guys. It's not like they played for the Cleveland Browns. Got to the end of their contract and then they were like, I'm not signing with the Browns. Screw you guys. I'm going to go find somebody. And then just couldn't find somebody. Got left out in the cold in a game of musical chairs. They were playing for two of what are widely considered. The Red Sox have fallen off in this regard a little bit in recent years, I think. But, Widely considered, some of the smartest teams in baseball. And
2: the the last two World Series winners.
0: And who wouldn't have had to give up the draft pick compensation. Sign your own Mm -hmm. guy. That's fine. That's right. That would concern me a little bit. Just as an outside observer who knows nothing about why teams have Mm -hmm. said no to them other than my own speculation is... I would just be be concerned by that a little bit. Even going into this deadline, remove draft pick compensation on Monday, which is why Monday is the day that it will happen. The Major League Draft is next uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So as of, I think Judd reported on scorenorth.com, I think it's like midnight Sunday. So at 1201, you can sign Craig Kimbrell. And another thing, if you're still awake,
1: as far as how how active Twins fans should expect the team to be in Keiko, Kimbrell, and moving forward into the trade deadline, another thing Judd mentioned in his column the other day at scorenorth.com or on the scorenorth mobile app. It's your one stop shop for all our written stuff from uh, scorenorth.com as well. A report from MLB Network insider uh, John Heyman, who said that suitors for Keiko include the Twins, Braves, Brewers, Cardinals, Rays. And Yankees and then today Jason Stark who you hear every week on Mackie and Judd with Rami put out this report he said two different execs nominated the twins so so vociferously as far as the most active teams going into the uh, trade deadline and rumor season let's start with them could they sign Craig Kimbrell before they even plow into their midseason trade shopping. Quote, I can guarantee he's on their shopping list, one AL exec said. But even if the twins didn't get that deal done, rival teams expect them to hit the accelerator. Huh? Cut the brakes, hit the accelerator. In the next few weeks to add (laughs) pitching any way they can. Quote, to say they'll be active might be an understatement, another executive said. No matter where they are in the standings, they're always in very aggressive midseason mode, whether they have a chance to win or not. They use that period. Woo, that's steamy. That is Jason Stark coming in strong. It's going to be an interesting, interesting uh, rumor mill season. Hit the accelerator. the, twins. the, the accelerator. twins are
0: hyper aggressive. Cut the brakes. And he said vociferously. So for me, that checks all three
1: boxes. It's a hard word for me to say. Great word, though. vociferously. Vociferously. Here's
2: here's a question really I have, have for Will. The...
1: Vociferously. Congratulations. All right, thank you.
2: Here's a question I have for the both of you. In regards to Keiko and or Kimbrell, is there any concern about, because this has been brought up on this station before, is there any concern about bringing them in and there being a little bit of saltiness, I guess, on their parts because they didn't get the big contracts that they were looking for over the winter?
0: Yeah, but I don't think you can screw up what the Twins have going right now. I think if it was Mm -hmm. a little bit of a shaky clubhouse or something and you add a bad egg, that can tip it. Yeah. But if you've got, gosh, guys look like they're having a ton of fun. It looks like everybody on the team is friends. I don't know that. I'm not taking the team planes, but they're all taking their group photos together on the charter to their next city. You see everybody high-fiving everybody for a sack fly in the dugout like little things that you look for as indicators of, do these guys like each other? They check all those boxes for whatever that's worth. Just an outsider's observation. Mm -hmm. But Dustin Morris, an insider who runs the twins like communications department. He's their head of communications and player relations joined the score North twin show last week and said that very same thing. It's a good group of guys. They're pulling for each other. They like it. So I don't think that you can add one bad egg and ruin the golden state warriors. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying they're as dominant as the Warriors, but I'm saying like if you had one player who's a negative value or or even they're they're able to overcome Kevin Durant, who I would say is not a plus in that category, the Twins I think can do that same thing here. Even if those guys are sour grapes, and I don't even know that they would be. I, I don't. I think that might just be conjecture at this point. You're a here. winning
2: situation,
0: yeah. You exactly. heard it here
1: from Derek Wetmore first, the Twins are the Golden State Warriors <laughs> of Major no. League Baseball. No,
0: I got that from Judd. Judd used that line first. <laughs> oh, did he? he compared them in a column to the Golden State Warriors. I think he put it on Twitter, too, so there's, there's receipts if we need to go find them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the Scoredorth first place Twins show. I know what you're thinking. With this move to noon and Twins talk five days a week, is five thoughts still a thing that was my favorite baseball podcast that's what you're thinking listening to this show right now and it is still a thing it's now a segment and part of the score north first place twins show five Twins thoughts right after this on the score north first place twins show on 1500 and the score north mobile app credits dealer for details how to become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works might get a little crazy, but let's get straight
0: to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show.
1: Twins. Twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Yeah, he picked us up in a big way, and uh, we told him that. We'll tell him that again. I mean, that's that's huge. And in these games, you know, obviously um, sometimes games, these games don't go as planned, and um, you need a guy to come in, and it's not the easiest situation to be thrown into because you're expected to go out there and throw strikes and sort of attack hitters even though we're down. He, he did that, and he, he gave us a chance to... Uh, you know, or allowed us to not have to use several of our relievers. So I don't know if there's there's much you know solace to him, but he should take some um, you know some of that going to bed tonight and feel good about about his effort. That was Rocco Baldelli after a 14-3 loss to the Rays last night, talking about Zach Littell. Sounds like he thought he did his job. Rocco Baldelli was not one of the contestants and did the Twins bullpen do its job. Rocco
0: Baldelli is disqualified from being one of the contestants because he'll always tell you that somebody did his job.
1: We have expanded our Twins coverage here on Score North because uh, we heard that you wanted that, so we did that Monday through Friday at noon. We bring you Twins Talk Every day here on Score North, and some of those days we bring you two hours. Like today, there will be a second hour of Twins Talk coming up. Uh, Derek will stick around for that. Judd Zolgad will join you. Matthew Collar is joining you as well, is that correct? In or? the future,
0: he's going to be okay, part of this but rotation. Not, but not today. Today, he had prior commitments, I believe.
1: And Manny will uh, stick around as well. So another hour of Twins Talk coming up. And like I said, Monday through Friday, Score North first place Twins show, including contributors like Len Perkins, Patrick Royce, and uh, a large, large cast of people getting you more informed and entertained when it comes to the Minnesota Twins.
0: And by prior commitments for Matthew Collar, I just mean someone yelled football in a hallway and he had to go he running. He went running. Yes. That's like a like a dog who's like, Pavlovian reflex. Right, exactly. okay. You ding the bell, yes. he salivates.
1: Part of that expansion means that the uh the uh the Five Thoughts podcast is not it's is necessarily its own entity now, although you will be able to go and download it at Scorenorth.com or on the Score North mobile app. It is now part of The Score North first place twins showing today's five thoughts, Derek, are five landing spots that would make sense for Craig
0: Kimbrell. I like it. I have to start with thought number one, and I don't know if you want to linger on it or not. Maybe you do. The Minnesota Twins make a lot of sense for Craig Kimbrell. If it's a one-year deal, if it's a multi-year deal, I don't care. I'm curious. If I'm Minnesota, I have my number in mind right now, and I've made that call and said, here's where we'll go. Let us know. What you hear in the rest of the marketplace,
1: because I'd be tempted to add him. There is nothing I wouldn't do to add him, and that can't be true. No, I'm serious. There is nothing I wouldn't. We are hitting the accelerator, as Jason Stark put it. We You'd have, give him
0: a five year deal, right, right? Cut now. the brakes.
1: Well, I mean, okay. Your car's going to run out of gas, my friend. Somebody you can said hit that. the accelerator as long as you want to. Somebody said that to me on Twitter last night. The is going to run out of gas or crash eventually. <laughs> I said maybe in October, but enjoy yeah. the ride until then. <laughs> and if you win a World Series along the way, what do you care if exactly. it runs out of gas? Exactly. Meanwhile, you're tapping your brakes there driving is very on your shoulder. There's very little I wouldn't do to add Craig Kimbrell or to add another big arm in a trade. I told, I told you guys at uh, Fulton the other day, Up to and including Lewis and Karloff if the right opportunity presented Yeah, but
0: I thought that's just because you'd already started into the lonely blondes when we were hanging out at Fulton before the show. Nope. I was kind
1: of sober then, and I'm totally sober now, and I
0: stand by it. Jeez, All right. Well, I'm out on that. But, Manny, are you as gung-ho as Rami about Kimbrel? I mean, this is—people are annoyed with how—I don't care. Monday is— the last day that we get to talk about this prized free agent, allegedly, anyways, prized free agent being out there for anybody, including the Twins, mm-hmm. to sign. It's a big day. Monday's going to be huge. Are you as gung ho as our friend here about signing Kimbrel to the Twins? I don't think it's possible
2: to be as gung ho as Rami is. <laughs> right, but, right. Good point. Good point. But I am in. I okay. I think that I think when you look at where this bullpen is at, and again, I I keep talking about this, Taylor Rogers. I know that his last two appearances haven't been great, but he is I think he is so vital to this bullpen if this team is going to go on a run. And I think you just need to add as much depth as you possibly can to that bullpen to to sort of lighten the load for Taylor Rogers so that he is as fresh as he can be when you do get to the postseason and, and, and that he's ready to go to be that you know that number one slash one A guy in the bullpen, depending on if Kimbrough comes aboard or not. Um, so yeah, I I I think it would be a I think it'd be a huge get. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give Kimbrel like a five year contract. For I don't sure, think no, I don't I'm think I would do out that. But yeah. three, but, but yeah, I would go I would option. go two or three years, and you know because you you figure the Twins, it's hard to predict the future, but you figure the Twins at least will be in in a position to contend the next couple of years, the way they've sort of set themselves up. I agree. So if Kimbrough can be a part of that, if you can get him locked into a three-year contract and he's going to be a part of this window that you have to contend, I'm, I'm all on, I'm all in on that.
0: I'm in, I'm in. It makes sense. I want to see the price tag. I want to see what other teams are willing to do. There are other teams that are going to be bidding for his services. It won't just be the, the Twins naming their price. Uh, it's funny you ask, Rami, because that's thought number two. Really? <laughs> the second team that I think would make sense is, and I'm watching them. I'm watching them on a replay right now. Former twin Oliver Drake mopping up a little bit yeah. in the ninth inning for the Twins. The
1: Tampa Bay Rays would make sense as a landing spot for Craig Kimbrell. They make sense roster wise. Um, when you have 5,000 people showing up to baseball games, I don't know how, how active you're going to be in a bidding war. I guess, but you know, if it's let's say it's a
0: one-year deal, let's say, hey, finish up the year. You're telling me you wouldn't write a check for ten or fifteen million bucks to boost your percentage chance of not only going to October in that and difficult division, but also
1: in, doesn't that increase their payroll by like twenty percent? It's it's absurd. Like they cut <laughs> CJ Cron.
0: I was gonna say, doesn't it double cause, it? Because he wasn't <laughs> gonna be less than five million dollars this year, or whatever. I think he might be making right around five. So I get it. They're not going to be talked about as the big flashy spender, but I do think it makes sense. And I know that baseball teams have money, so I don't know why you wouldn't. If you have right now, whatever, an 8% chance of winning the World Series. Right. You wouldn't spend? You wouldn't write a $15 million oh, check I to would. take it to 16? I would, but their payroll tells me that they sure. wouldn't. It'd be a fun landing spot. I had to bring them up, especially because the Twins are playing them. To be clear, there are more than five teams that make yes, sense. But this is absolutely. five thoughts. We have to limit it. We have to have some fun with it. Exactly. Thought number three for me, I'll start with the Braves. The Atlanta Braves make sense for a reunion with Craig Kimbrell, mm-hmm. partly because of that. I mean, the familiarity factor does matter to me. He was a bit of a hero there. But also, I mean, are only three games out right now for all the talk about the Philadelphia Phillies in the NL East. We talked about the Braves' preseason as one of those teams that should be pretty good, and they're right there in that
1: division. I thought it was a done deal when their closer went down with a season-ending injury that Craig Kimbrell would be on a plane to Atlanta ASAP, but apparently a second-round draft pick is more important to them. Well, he might live around there, so maybe he was on a plane, but I don't know if the negotiations
0: started in earnest at that point or not.
1: I thought he'd be in transport to uh, (laughs) their home stadium, which I forgot the name of at the moment. The new one, Craig. I don't watch enough National
0: League. You should know this, Rami. National League every single night. I'll I'll look it up real quick. Manny, I thought you'd have it off the top of your head, too. Every naming rights deal in the history of sports. It's brand new.
2: It feels like you just blinked and Turner Field was just, like, gone. It's
0: not safe, though, anymore. (laughs) T-Mobile Park, uh, that threw me off. I know. So, I think that the Braves make sense. I don't know if it's going to happen, necessarily, but... It would be a f- another fun storyline. It makes and I put, sense to me. I sure. put five fun storylines on here. So right. thought number four, we'll just flash ahead. SunTrust Park, by the way. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, how could I forget?
1: Let's <laughs> not cheat the good people at SunTrust. So
0: thought number four is the Milwaukee Brewers make all kinds of sense. We've talked they do. about Corey
1: Knable. And they, I think they have some payroll flexibility. They have a GM who has shown to be active this time of year when when the situation requires it. And they have an owner who is... is is totally okay with pushing chips to the middle of the table when it comes to spending money and making moves. It would take in these situations a little bit of time for him to get up to speed. And that's fine. In October, you got Josh
0: Hader and Craig Kimbrough. Yeah.
1: And Jeremy Jeffers.
0: That's fun and interesting. Yeah. So thought number five, we don't have a lot of time for it. Thank goodness. The Chicago Cubs actually make a ton of sense. I know you've talked about their financial limitations and that's something that Theo and Jed Hoyer are going to continue to cling to. However, If the Chicago Cubs signed Craig Kimbrell, they're a much better baseball team. And for that reason, it makes sense.
1: I got to believe that whatever, whatever payroll restrictions they may have... Include being able to add to this team mid-season, whether it's via a Craig Kimbrell or a trade yeah. before the trade 10 deadline. Ten or fifteen
0: million bucks? Come you on! Would,
1: exactly. You would think that they have that. That'd be least. all kinds of fun, that, and we'd get to talk about it more on the Score North Twin Show because we have a Cubs fan in the house. So I, I try not to uh, poison the waters too much with that. Do I? You've done great. Okay, good. All
0: I right. actually thought it would be a lot more, and I you think, think I'd be more annoying. Me just outing you now, I think, might be the first time that's come up on this show. <laughs>
1: So if you missed any portion of this five thoughts, again, it'll be up as a standalone podcast at Scorenorth.com and on the Score North mobile app where you go for the best twins coverage in the twin cities, including if you go to Scorenorth.com slash Bombasota, Bombasota, excuse me. I keep saying bomba like lobomba, it's bomba.
0: Yeah, here here, senor bomba say it himself, Eddie Rosario.
1: scorenorth.com slash bombasota. You can get your Bomba Sota t-shirts, which are now available for you. So go there and grab your t-shirt and to get you ready, to get you in the mood to go and buy that t-shirt, taking you into the second hour of the Score North first place twins show, here is the 2019 Minnesota Twins Bomb I hate him Bomba.
2: bomba